Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Uh, normally in this space, I would uh, read the gospel reading and then preach. Uh, but one of the things, uh, as we were moving out of the season of Easter and into the season of ordinary time, as a community, one of the invitations I sensed from the Holy Spirit was learning slowly more and more to prefer God's voice to my own, which is an interesting invitation for someone who stands up here a lot, reading from the Word and then in some format teaching claiming to speak on behalf of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so in many ways, and, and what I'm going to invite us to do this morning, I've invited us as a community to do before, uh, you're kind of in on this journey with me of learning to prefer God's voice to our own. And I'm not sure that's a bad journey to be on. And so this morning, I'm going to invite us to, uh, into a practice uh, that many of you are familiar, uh, no doubt familiar with. It's the practice of Lectio Divina. Uh, some of you this may be no to, and so I'll give a few words of explanation, uh, but this is intended to be a time uh, to create space to learn little by little, uh, maybe even just a little bit today of how to prefer God's voice to our own. And so with that, if you would pray with me before we begin. God, I ask on behalf of my friends, on behalf of my own soul, I'm going to ask you to do something you love to do, which is to be with us. God, you are the most joyous being in the cosmos, all of reality. You are not out of touch with our suffering, our pain. You hold them in your actual body. And so as we enter into this place this morning, be near Holy Spirit. Would you come? Would you give us courage, courage to be silent, to be quiet? All we ask for is for you to be with us. Help us, God, to prefer your voice, the voice that speaks to our own. Amen. As I mentioned, this is the practice of Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is Latin for divine reading. Uh, it's a method of reading scripture with what we spoke of last week, the innermost being, the place that in the words of St. Augustine, God dwells, the place where upon returning, we find that God has made his home in us. But one of the things that I have found, especially in the last few years, it is this practice has become for me 
a way of creating space for God to care for my soul. Today, we talk a lot about soul care. Talk a lot about self-care. Some of it's soul care. I'm not sure all of it is. But one of the things I have found oftentimes neglected in a lot of those conversations is creating space for God, who is the keeper, the maker, the indweller of our souls, to care for the very things we recognize need caring for. The origin of this practice uh, doesn't belong to us. It goes all the way back to the, uh, the, uh, the ancient Hebrew tradition of reading scripture at a certain pace, of pausing at certain words, of creating space as it was read and recited. In the earliest days of the church, this was a communal practice. And it actually wasn't until the desert mothers and fathers that it became much more individual in its scope. Uh, there's four movements. There's Latin phrases for it, but to be honest with you, my... Southern comes out as I begin to try to pronounce Latin, and so I won't. And so the English version is the four movements I'll lead us through this morning is to read, reflect, respond, and rest. And we're going to do so with the Old Testament passage from our lectionary reading this morning, which would have been uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 5. I mentioned when Laura was going through the songs, if if she had cheated a little bit and read ahead to the songs, uh, she said, nope, I, and she kind of jokingly said, I just sort of trusted that the Holy Spirit was going to send it down, and the songs we sing were supposed to be the songs we sing. And I mentioned to her and to the rest of them that I'm not surprised because the Holy Spirit is the master weaver. Because Isaiah 5, the opening two verses, are a love song between a farmer and his vineyard. And the farmer in Isaiah chapter 5 is God, and you, beloved, are the vineyard. I in the vineyard. And the farmer does all that he can for the vineyard. He clears out stones. He plants choice vines. He builds a watchtower in the midst. In fact, throughout the entirety of Isaiah chapter 5, the words of, and the farmer looked expectantly and watched. He cultivates the vineyard out of love. It's an age-old story of creation. And here in its poetic form, the story of God slowly and expectantly, little by little, is forming the people of God, loving her, loving us. And so it's with these opening two verses that we're going to sit this morning. And so I'm going to invite you, if you'd feel comfortable, settling into your bodies. I found the best way to do this is both feet on the ground, to sit with your back straight, eyes closed, just begin to breathe. And I'm going to use a poem to begin and end our time. This one is entitled Draw Breath by Jeffrey Whedon. And just invite us to allow these words, if you would like, to be our consent to God's action in us. As you're breathing, paying attention to your breath and to your body, listen to these words. Breathe in the quiet purpose of this place. Through outward stillness, seek a calm within. Here we can find forgiveness and forgive. Here feel the healing miracle 
begin. Breathe out the busy world, the teeming mind, the follies, fears, and failures of the weak. Breathe out contention, pettiness, and pride. And wait in trust for that God to speak. Breathe in communion, friend with quiet friend, each drawing closer in this timeless hour. As all our different needs and gifts are drawn to the one source of comfort, love, and power. Breathe out at last to God the heart's full thanks that we have seen this vision, known this grace. Renewed through love, let us that love extend through all our daily life beyond this place. The first movement of our prayer is read, We're going to read through these verses twice. During this first reading, just allow the words, the phrases to wash over you, to echo and to resonate in your ear and in your soul. I'll sing a ballad to the one I love, a love ballad about his vineyard. The one I love had a vineyard, a fine, well-placed vineyard. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines. He built a lookout and built a wine press, a vineyard to be proud of. He looked for a vintage yield of grapes. read it now for a second time. And during the second reading, friends, listen for a particular word or a phrase. Maybe it's an image that jumps out to you. Don't try to figure out why it's stuck out, what has snagged your imagination. Just welcome that word, that phrase, that image without judgment. I'll sing a ballad to the one I love. A love ballad about his vineyard. The one I love had a vineyard, a fine, well-placed vineyard. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines. He built a lookout. He built a wine press, a vineyard to be proud of. He looked 
for a vintage yield of grapes. As you welcome that word and that phrase, that image, just invite you to begin to gently repeat it to yourself. Not trying to figure out why and what. first movement is read, the second movement is reflect. I'll sing a ballad to the one I love, a love ballad about his vineyard. The one I love had a vineyard, a fine, well-placed vineyard. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines. He built a lookout built a wine press, a vineyard to be proud of. He looked for a vintage yield of grapes. As we continue in our silence, like really good food, chew this word, image, or phrase slowly. Let your word or phrase interact with other thoughts. As you have welcomed your word or phrase, welcome any other thoughts, memories, other writings or scriptures that may come to mind. Welcome them with a hospitality that doesn't judge welcomes them to the table of your imagination. If you find yourself becoming distracted, just return ever so gently to your word, to your phrase, to your image. third movement is to respond. I'll sing a ballad to the one I love. A love ballad about his vineyard. The one I love had a vineyard. A fine, well-placed vineyard. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines. He built a lookout 
And he built a wine press, a vineyard to be proud of. He looked for a vintage yield of grapes. I'm going to call us to return ever so gently to the word or the phrase that caught your attention. Repeat it a few more times, allowing the words to continue to interact with your thoughts and your questions, memories, desires, fears. Just invite us with curiosity to begin to wonder what might God want to say? This practice is a prayer. And so as you're ready, let us turn that last question into a prayer. God, what is the word you have for me today? Then let's listen. God, what is the word you have for me, for us today? final movement is to rest. And so in just a moment, I'll read the passage for a fifth time. I've said this before, for me, this is the most difficult movement. It's an invitation to get out of our heads, to wait silently on God, to rest and to relax in God, to rest and to relax with God, which is to say to trust. to trust, to relax in the reality that all this is God's word to you. And so I'll read. And then we'll hold silence together and I will actually end our silence with a poem titled Love Three by George Herbert. I'll sing a ballad to the one I love, a love ballad about his vineyard. The one I love had a vineyard, a fine, well-placed vineyard. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines. He built a lookout, he built a wine press, a vineyard to be proud of. He looked for a vintage yield of grapes.
And the invitation, friends, is just to rest. Love bade me welcome, and yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be they. I, the unkind, ungrateful? Ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. But love took my hand and smiling did reply, who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meal. So I did sit and eat. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.